We're opening the door on kitchen cabinets today. Hi, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 393. Wow, that's a lot. Cabinets Deep Dive. (laughs) Wow, that is a lot. (laughs) That's almost 400. Holy moly. I know. And I can't believe we have not done an episode yet on just on kitchen cabinets. I know. Lots of kitchen, but nothing that went really deep inside everybody's cabinets or in front of their cabinets, we should say. We have so much information for you today. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll have you looking at your cabinetry. And if you're interested in doing some sort of kitchen remodel, even if you're not doing it right away in the new year, this is going to be an episode you're going to want to save, asterisk, download, and uh, listen to when you're ready because this is vital information that you might not get elsewhere and you're certainly not going to get it all in one place. Right. I mean, it was it's a lot to tackle. And I think maybe that's why we didn't do it before. It's a lot to tackle and uh, there's a lot of information. There is so much to learn and it really can feel overwhelming. Not with us holding your hands, though. No, no, no. We're not afraid of all the info, and we're going to serve it up to you. Well, that's right. And this was very helpful for me because my goal is to redo the kitchen cabinetry in our uh, vacation rental house in North Carolina. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not not for a while. I've already blown my budget on something else this year, so not happening this year. Okay. (laughs) So. yeah, but but this was very helpful for me. And I actually went to Lowe's mm-hmm. to kind of see what they had uh, just in preparation for this uh, episode. Oh. And it was very helpful to see. I was very impressed with all of the options that they had and all the companies that they had. And it was kind of a... Anita on the street doing mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. investigative reporting for the I cabinets was. deep dive. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's get going. Um We're going to sort of break it up into materials, design, and finish in a general sense. And um, we're going to both jump in with info as we go along. So let's Mm -hmm. start out with the materials. Uh, You know, there's lots of times budget is going to come into play when you decide what your materials are, but you have to think about the fact that you're most likely, if you're redoing a kitchen and house you're living in, you're going to enjoy that for a long period of time. So, you know, think about the budget in respect to the amount of years that you're going to be in that house. Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful to um, look at it from that perspective. If it's a house that you're going to flip, well, you know, you might want to do an IKEA kitchen, which are perfectly nice and lovely. So materials, wood, obviously, um, and then wood-based materials. Well, can we back up a second? Are you talking about the fronts right now or the actual construction of the I'm, the structure of the cabinet. I'm talking about it all, and then I'm going to say which ones would be better for what places. Okay. Okay. So um, you're going to pay more for hardwood, obviously. It is – it's better, really. It's long-lasting. It's very durable. Uh, one tip that you can use when you're – if you choose to use hardwood, but you know you're going to paint your cabinetry – then you could do a paint grade hardwood. So you're getting the benefits of a real true hardwood, but you're not getting the grain that you might want if you're going to use a stain. So it's going to be less expensive. So there are definitely uh, hierarchies of hardwood. So if you Mm -hmm. go that route um, and you know you're going to paint, then explore paint grade hardwood. Now, you could also just use the hardwood on the cabinetry doors. In fact, you know, you don't need to be using this on the sides or the backs or the bottoms of the drawers or the shelves. In fact, there are probably better materials to use for those aspects of the cabinets. But if you want to, you know, really go, you know, it's really important to you to use hardwood all over. Well, obviously you could do that, but it's going to be a lot more um, expensive. Then we have plywood. Uh, Plywood is made, it's laminating thin layers of wood together. Uh, plywood is great in that it resists moisture. It's flexible. It's easy to install. It's if you, you could use it all the way around, but it is definitely great for the sides, the backs, the shelves, and the drawer bottoms. Um, particle board. Okay. So you can, you've seen particle board, right? It's like, it actually looks like little pieces of wood sort of all pressed together. Well, 
guess what? It is all little pieces of wood pressed together. So it's an engineered type of wood product. Um, particle board is a, um, a light density uh, fiber board. It's inexpensive. It's good for the interiors of cabinets and drawers. It's not that durable unless it's very, very high quality. So obviously there's a scale when you're dealing with particle board. Now, another one that is also an engineered uh, wood fiber board, and it's of medium density, is MDF. Now, a lot of you who've done construction uh, renovations may know of MDF already. Oftentimes that is used for moldings. You can see it. Like even if you go to Home Depot, there's the molding that is in you know the real wood. And then there's this white molding. Well, that's MDF. Um, it's smaller fibers than particle boards. This is what IKEA kitchens are made of. It's so it's a composite material. Oh, okay. It's made of recycled fibers. It's strong. Uh, durable, it resists warping, and it has this smooth finish. So it's great for painting. Here's a little thing, and this might, you know, could seal the deal uh, for not using MDF in a large-scale project. It does give off the most formaldehyde gas of of all of Mm. them. But again, I don't know what level that is, and I guess it really would depend on the type of MDF Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way your kitchen is, um, you know, set up and all of that. But it is just something to take into consideration uh, as we're, you know, always talking about using less toxic things. So I know for people who've had maybe a leak in their refrigerator where there's been water that's gotten on the floor or maybe just a little bit of water coming in, a, a little bit of uh, flooding or something. I, it just seems like I know a lot of people that have had water loose in their kitchens, not where it's supposed to be in the sink. And if you have anything besides, if you have MDF or particle board, your cabinetry is toast. If it gets mm-hmm. enough water, it will destroy it. And probably for that reason alone, um, I would. my preference is just to go with the um, plywood. Okay. Yeah. So, because I know I had a little leak in Mm -hmm. my old house just Mm -hmm. from the water um, filter getting rehooked up and my cabinetry was fine. But had it been, yeah, MDF, because I've had other people tell me that they had to completely rip out their cabinets in something like that. So keep that in mind. You don't think about something like that happening, but it could. Right, right. And then we have wood veneer, which Mm -hmm. is the thin layer of solid hardwood. It's actually peeled from a log. I don't know whose job that is. Uh, It's about two millimeters (laughs) thick. I don't want that job. Um, And really, this is only for the doors because you can imagine this is pretty fragile. Um, You're not going to be like, you know, sliding dishes and plates and things like that Mm -hmm. um, in there. So you could do that only on the doors. And then there's laminate, which is a three resin saturated layers, again, for doors only. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's almost like akin to vinyl. Well, and it's interesting that you're talking about all these finishes. When you look at the new painted cabinets, they the finishes are baked on uh, Mm -hmm. so that you really don't see the brush strokes. So it really is hard to tell the wood from some of these other materials Mm -hmm. on these panels. You know, I had a hard time looking at them on the painted versions telling what was what. So, you know, keep that in mind. And there were some options. There's so many more options now than there even were a few years ago. There were some very high gloss options. Oh, we're getting into styles in a second. But anyway, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different styles to choose from and you'll, you'll either enjoy it or hate it (laughs) because there's so many. Right. Well, to your point, uh, when you're looking at, so say you go into one of these, either a very high-end kitchen showroom or mm-hmm. you go to Lowe's or you go to Ikea, something, and you'll probably see either a kitchen mocked up uh, or you see the cabinet fronts you know, on boards and they're displaying them. Yes, it's very hard to tell. So that's why this information that we're giving you now is so key. Mm-hmm. So you know, take notes even if this is what mm-hmm. you're in the market to be doing because you want to be asking these questions. Oh, you know, I love this cabinet front, but you know, what is this made of? Oh, it's particle board. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Well, and then, oh, it's MDF. Well, Anita told me, you know, if mm-hmm. I have a flood in my kitchen, I am in trouble with this. So you mm-hmm. want to explore all these things because like Anita just said, on, on the face of it, on the front of the cabinet, it may all look very similar. 
Right. But then keep in mind, because I was looking at different grades of cabinetry and the lowest end that they had there at Lowe's, when you looked at the front door, uh, the, the doors, they just didn't look as well made and there were gaps. Mm-hmm. It just... It, right. But just now tell. we're going, we're, mm-hmm. which we can, we go, we're sliding mm-hmm. into design. But when mm-hmm. you're just talking about the actual material, mm-hmm. right? So then the design, yes. If you know, there's going to be definitely a difference between. Uh, but what know, I'm some- saying is that de- this design problem was really associated with these lower, uh, it was the material. the material. It was the MDF okay. door is what I'm okay. saying. Did not look as good. Okay. Yeah. And I would assume that it's sort of, it's hand in hand. Like if you're going with a lower end material, maybe the workmanship isn't going to be so great. You know, well, that's so what I'm saying. It thing. wasn't right. So the workmanship wasn't as good. The material it was made from wasn't as good, uh, but it was definitely at a budget price point. Right. And so if you're, you know, depending on what your budget is and you can mm-hmm. still get the look, but it might not be the, you know, pristine look, but you can get the look in general at a lower price point. There's a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. So let, now let's talk about um, the elements of the design and the style. Uh, well, with the style, I mean, there's so many different door fronts that you can get. Oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't even list them all. Right. But when you go to see them, you'll see there's so many choices. And of course, the shaker right. is the most popular style, but there's variations on the staker, shaker style. So you can get some that have a little bit of a uh, some detail on them mm-hmm. or just the plain shaker style. I would run my finger over them and see how smooth it feels because like I said, the nicer doors had a smoother finish. Um, and then there's so many different glazes and, and colors. And you know, what was the most popular color? You want to guess? Uh, white. Yeah, of course. Right. Of course. Let's jump back a second to the the real basic design style of a cabinet. So mm-hmm. you picture the cabinet is, you know, it's a box. It's either going to be a base cabinet or upper cabinet or maybe a long pantry, but it's a box. Um, and the box can either have a frame on the front of it or have no frame. And the mm-hmm. frame or the no frame will sort of dictate the type of, well, the look of the whole kitchen itself, but then also may dictate the style of the door front that you choose. So framed, you picture, picture like an open shoebox. Uh, the, the top is off it. And if it has no frame on it, it's just the shoebox and you have the outline. So that's frameless. Then if, imagine if you put a little frame in the, uh, you know, over the edge of the shoebox, just like a picture frame, that's framed. Pretty simple, right? And then there's different degrees of the fr- of how you cover that frame. It's either a full overlay, that's the doors and the drawers completely cover the f- face frame. Then there's partial overlay, the doors and the drawers cover part of it. So you see some of that frame. And then there's full inset where the door actually now would go inside the frame and be flush with it. That's what I have. And then there's frameless, right? So it's typically a full overlay with frameless. Mm-hmm. So the whole cabinet door is just going to go smack on the front of it. You're not going to see any frame at all. Right. So I saw for full overlay or standard. So you you came up with an, an additional one on there? I got full overlay, partial overlay, mm-hmm. and full inset. And then the frameless. So maybe your standard is also partial. Overlay. I think that's probably the partial. That's yeah, the doors that's and I'm the thinking. drawers cover mm-hmm. part of the frame. Mm-hmm. So you see yes. they come in a little bit. So you're seeing just a little bit of it. Um, so in that case, anything overlay, the cabinet door is going to be standing away from the frame mm-hmm. of the right. cabinet. With the full inset like mine are, it's flush with it. Right. And I have the full overlay on mine. So you can't really see the frame. Okay. And then in in both instances, I believe, Anita and myself, even though we have different overlays uh, or insets, I I don't see any hinges and you don't see any hinges. No, no, they're hidden. But you know, these older cabinets do have them, but that's right. Yeah. Mine are hidden in the doors. Right. So that's another thing that you would think about. Um, how, do you want to see the hinges? You know, I don't think if, they even make them that any way anymore, do they? I don't think. Well, you I, can, if you were doing you a fully custom kitchen, and I mean, I do think it's a very mm-hmm. cottagey look. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of charming, and it really depends on. What I wouldn't you're going do that for. though, because it's just not. Yeah. If well, it's I a think new, if it's a new kitchen, I wouldn't do it. 
Right. It makes it um, busier. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that's interesting is the side mount or the under mount slides for which think about when the drawer is pulled out, mm-hmm. you don't want to see those slides. I mean, and that's something the older kitchens, they just showed up, but mm-hmm. the newer ones, they're underneath, you know, the more expensive ones. And and that's nice. So you're not having to see those slides. It's just a nicer look as the drawers are pulled out. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be thinking about. My goodness, there's so much to think about. Thank goodness. I know. And then when the drawer comes out, you're wanting to see that there's solid wood on the sides. You want to see dovetail joints. um, And, you know, you just just kind of look to see how well made it is. Is it smooth? Is it rough? Uh, I think when you start pulling those drawers out and opening up the cabinets, that's when you can see the stuff uh, to see how well finished everything is. Yeah, that's that is re- really where the workmanship lies, right? Because again, as you're saying, once they're all painted and you're seeing just the the end result and the just the door itself, it's hard to tell the difference. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it's all these little details that you want to look for. And again, it really depends on how you're, you know, if the the budget is the determining factor, then you'll have to pull back on some of the stuff, but maybe where you want to put the money is in the door front, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just, if you wanted to stain, uh, but that type of hardwood is going to be prohibitively expensive, then decide to paint. And then you can still have your hardwood, but you're going to have paint grade hardwood. You know, it's interesting. I was uh, talking with the uh, cabinetry expert there because I was trying to decide whether to just reface the cabinets or replace them. And here's an interesting fact that I found out. He told me that the, if you, the most expensive part of the cabinetry was the refacing it. I mean, that, that, that you're basically the cost difference between just refacing and replacing them all together is only about a 25% difference. Isn't Mm -hmm. that interesting? So you're paying for most of the, most of the work, most of the cost is in the facing is the sides and the cabinet in the doors and the drawers fronts of your cabinetry. Well, you know, that makes sense about based mm-hmm. on what we're learning today because mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with these less expensive wood products, you know, and actually, you know, the plywood is more recommended for the insides and the bottoms and things right. like that. So, but where the, you know, obviously where you're seeing it needs to be the best quality possible. So I guess that makes sense. But you would think like ripping these things off the wall, you know, if there were existing cabinets and then putting these boxes back in. Um, I guess, that, you know, I had a full custom kitchen. Just I, I had no choice mm-hmm. the way my kitchen was mm-hmm. set up and the mm-hmm. way we took down a wall. But I've now I've worked with several clients now doing both. And um, you can buy stock cabinets at Home Depot right mm-hmm. off the shelf. You know, yes. if you've got an open space, I I helped a family um last summer put in a very simple galley type kitchen in a and um they sort of converted their garage into mm-hmm. a family room and we oh, did this. Perfect. And so there was no there was really no space uh confines in a sense. We were just running a straight line. Uh there was just one window in the mm-hmm. way that we had to sort of work around. But uh if you go to Home Depot they're usually like just right on the shelf. You can see the dimensions. You can feel them. You can feel how the door opens and shuts. And they're all made of hard wood. Um, mm-hmm. I think the backs and all of that are probably the particle board or plywood. I didn't really know all of this deep information about the insides of cabinetry at that time. Right, so I right. can't, I couldn't tell you if they were particle board or not, or if they were plywood, but there's something like that. But the uh, we ended up painting them this great persimmon color. They looked fabulous. We did a butcher block uh, top. So it was really inexpensive and they mm-hmm. looked fantastic. And it was like, okay, let's take a, a double cabinet and then we want to roll out trash and then we want a set of three drawers. And you just sort of pieced it together like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Well, so if, if you've got a situation like that, I think you can use a standard pre-made cabinets if you have no constraints. And the other issue for us in this kitchen is I want to go with a counter depth refrigerator, which is not in there now. I want to change out the stove to a little different stove. It's going to be a little different width. So I'm going to have to rip it out for that reason anyway, because the dimensions of what's there isn't going to work. So keep that in mind um, when you're trying to decide if you're going to rip them out altogether or just reface them. Okay, that counter depth appliance tip mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. really good one. So maybe you could go a little deeper into that and explain that if people don't know what that means. 
Well, because, the, yeah, I didn't have that problem with these people because we were just a little mini fridge. Right. Well, the counter depth refrigerator is wider than the standard refrigerator. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't, you know, the standard refrigerator sticks out past the countertop. So the, a lot of the newer refrigerators are counter depth, which means they only stick out the depth of the countertop, which I think is 24 inches. And then they're flat or, you know, they're about the depth of all the counters. So they kind of slide in better. They just looks more smooth and finished in your kitchen. And so this kitchen is older and they did just have the width for a, you know, just a regular size refrigerator. I think like 35 inches is just the old standard width, but the counter depth, because they're not so deep, they have to be wider so that you get the same space out of them. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I think we've covered a ton. What have we left out? We started to go into styles. Do you want to go a little deeper into that, Anita? Uh, well, you mean the styles of the door fronts? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that one, you know, if you want to, you can. But on that one, that's so hard for me to describe those. It seems like you really just need to go look at them in yeah. person. Yeah, there are so many different choices. But as Anita said, shaker, which is, you want to describe what shaker looks like for anybody who doesn't know? I just like a flat piece of like a, a two by four only. It's not a two by four, but like just a flat piece of wood uh, trimming that just kind of makes a triangle on the edge of the door. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically just a flat frame, very plain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is the most popular style. It kind of goes with everything. It's, you know, it's uh, traditional, but it's also sort of modern. It's clean lined. Um, a client of mine is doing this gorgeous kitchen now. She's doing, she's painted the cabinets in this unbelievable blue green from Pharaoh and ball. It's just beautiful. Mm. And I was I'm helping her choose the hardware. And I was in there the other day and I knew she was going to have shaker, but I didn't know she was going to have some flat fronts. It's a really nice combo. So it's very, oh, yeah. She's that's got very a, contemporary. Mm-hmm. Very contemporary, but she's got a very mm-hmm. old craftsman, but she's making it very, um, you know, definitely adding modern mm-hmm. touches. With so. no handles? No, we're going to have handles. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, they don't have any of the shaker frame on some of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. drawers and a couple of the cabinets. Um, and it looks so great together. Oh, yeah. Cool. I would not have thought of like, go do some of them, don't do some of them, but it looks mm-hmm. super. I'd like to see that. That would be very interesting. Now, I have a tip based on my personal experience. So I, as I said, have the full insert um, cabinet that's how they're framed out. And so the, and the door mm-hmm. is full inset. So it's completely flush. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, oh, I don't really want to just go with the plain shaker. I wanted a little something else going on. So I have what would be the flat shaker frame, but that inside of it, I have kind of like a little bead, you know, like a little rounded part, a little extra profile on it. And while I think it looks fantastic it is really a pain in the neck to try to keep clean. And and we're pretty, I mean, we're kind of super crazy tidy, but- Yeah, I would think you are. You know, think somebody makes, mm-hmm. a, you know, a drink or something and something splashes and it drips down the cabinet. Mm. Well, guess what it drips into? Oh, that tiny no. little bead. Or, you know, just, again, we leave the door open a lot for the dogs. Like just, you know, mm. dust from the air or what have mm-hmm. you. I actually- and I don't do it often, so don't have me committed. But on occasion, I will get a bunch of Q-tips and I go in. That's how you have to clean them because you can't even get a rag I don't call in that crazy. How else are you going to clean it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because if you spray, you know, whatever, your simple green or, you know, seventh generation or whatever, you spray an all-purpose cleaner in there, then it gets too wet. I don't want the cleaner stuck in there oh, no. either. That would that would drive me nuts. Yeah. So if I have anything that requires a a Q-tip to clean. I don't want it. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm telling you. So that's my takeaway tip from that. You know, oh, I okay. should have just gone with them. Mm-hmm. It would not have made a one iota of difference in my life wow. had I just had the plain shaker front. Well, here's, yeah, well, that's a good point. Or and something a- even like, a, even if you wanted to, oh, I have to have an extra bead. I have to have an extra profile. Make it a little wider so you can actually get you know, your fingers in there to clean it. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing that we didn't mention yet are the soft closed doors, which are pretty standard now, but oh. be sure you get them. It's so nice. There's no slamming doors in our kitchen. It's really nice. And like I said, most 
most brands will come with this, except the most basic, most inexpensive ones are not going to. One of the design things that I did in my kitchen that I am so happy that I did was rather than a lot of doors, I did drawers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's so easy just to pull them out to get things. You're not having to sit on the ground and you know sit on the floor and reach back in a cabinet. So you're going to pull them out. If you another thing you could do is just have the doors where they open, and then there's interior drawers. But I just went with complete drawers. It is it, pretty much the whole kitchen? It's just drawers, and it's so much easier to use. I cannot tell you. I'm so, that was such a happy decision on my part. So are your drawers really deep? Do you keep your pots and things in there? Oh, yes. Yes. I have very deep drawers. Yeah. All my pots and pans are in drawers. Mm-hmm. So some of them are, are are very deep, and which is, has been wonderful. And then make sure the other thing is there's also a difference on your drawers. The average drawer does not come out all the way. So make sure, but there's something called a full extension drawer. So check those drawers and see if they come all the way out so that you can reach in the back. So that's an option on on drawers when you're selecting makers and everything. Oh, good to know. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of drawers. My drawers are mostly like the upper ones that you would have, either your cutlery, utensils, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, your parchment paper, whatever, those kind of drawers. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly I have cabinets and and I don't really even have that many of them. Uh, here's the thing about some cabinets too. You're going to find a spot more than likely where you're going to have some dead space you mm-hmm. know, where it's just hard to get to. Um, sometimes uh, whoever's putting your cabinet might, might want to just drop you know, an interior wall, so to speak, and just close it off. I say just leave open your dead space because what do I have in there? I have like a casserole dish that was like my great grandma's that I use when I make Irish soda bread or something like that. Uh And sure, I am exactly what you said on my knees, like digging back in there, but at least I have a spot for it and I only take it out maybe twice a year. So, you know, think about, oh, if there's going to be a dead spot, you know, you might you might have something that you'll store in there, like, I don't know, you know, something you don't use that often, like your crock pot or what have you. And it's still, you know, open space to put it in. So keep yeah, them it's, open. It's interesting. I had some dead space and I, it was so clever what the, of course I had a carpenter on site because the mm-hmm. house was brand new. So everything was custom done here, but he did such a great thing. Uh, there's a corner cabinet. Well, I mean, our dishwasher kind of goes in the corner, so he really couldn't uh, right next to the the corner. So he couldn't really put one of those lazy Susans there. Mm-hmm. But if you go around, it's a peninsula. So if you go on the outside, one of the panels opens up. It's a it's a it's you kind of have to get your fingernail oh. in there. It opens it up, and that's where I put in tall things, you know, like uh, tiered trays and things. <gasps> That's brilliant. So it would have so that that's going into your breakfast room. Am I correct? Right? You have to walk around to the breakfast room, and one of those panels opens up. And uh, yeah, it took me a while to find that. I'm like, oh, I love this. That's I mean, a, such secret a secret door. It is a secret. I'm glad exactly. to know about it. Exactly. Yes. But that is so smart. See, now that's something you would never think to ask. If there was access to this dead space on the other side, mine is not. I would have to be like going from the living room (laughs) the way it is, but the way yours is set up, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, it's really helpful to work with someone who's knowledgeable. And, you know, if you work with an expert designing it, they're going to think of things like this that you might not think of. Uh, So I would definitely talk to somebody and don't just do all the design work by yourself. And I highly recommend that you go to someplace like Lowe's, even if you don't buy from there, or Home Depot, go check out all the incredible options. I could not get over all the drawer options. And, you know, there were things where you could put, you know, knives in that were kind of, I don't know, you could stand them straight up and down in these pull-out drawers. Oh, wow. And and they had another thing he showed me uh, where you, the toe kick, I think you this one cabinet, you push it and then it comes out and it's a little drawer. All the way down on the bottom? Yes. It, it just kind of, you kick it and then it pops open. And I said, what on earth do people put down there? Yeah. And he said, well, one lady had a bunch of big platters. And I said, I have big platters. 
Oh my gosh. I was thinking you would just put like your diamonds in there when you're going on vacation. Well, then I, I said, what do people put here? He said, one person put uh, some big platters, but somebody else stores his guns down there. So, you know, <laughs> you could put your diamonds down there. <laughs> you Texans or something. Else. I don't have any diamonds to put in there. So, well, you know. oh my goodness. Well, I guess anybody could put something in that. It's really, oh, wow. Okay. Now you've got me thinking down there on the toe kick area. Mm-hmm. Here's another option. It's not really cabinet per se, but it is, you know, adding to the look of the cabinetry. And you can sort of have little accents, if you will. You can sort of make the bottoms of your cabinets almost look like they're little pieces of furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that in certain spots, not all over the place, but uh, it's just a really interesting, more traditional, a uh, little bit of farmhouse look to it. Um, so, Explore that too. That's a very easy little piece of molding to add on or just to finish it off with a nice piece of molding on the bottom and finish it off on the top with a nice crown. Um, That goes a long way uh, Mm -hmm. to making your kitchen look really high end and custom. I was surprised they had several options for vent hoods too. So Mm -hmm. don't don't, uh, neglect that. There's lots of different uh, designs that you can you can look at, and it really just kind of depends on what kind of look you're going for. Uh, don't forget your under cabinet lighting. You can mm-hmm. do spice drawers, appliance garages. Uh, you know, lazy Susan for the corner cabinets, tilt panels uh, for your sink front to put your sponges or whatever. Like I said, there were cutlery and utensil dividers. I found I saw uh, slide out baskets and bins, pantry pullouts swing out shelving. I could not get over just how many options they had. I was very impressed. And if you haven't looked recently, you definitely need to go see some of these. And, you know, there might be something that really excites you and is going to work for you. Some You're going to need to think about what you have and how you use your kitchen because some of these up things, obviously every upgrade is going to cost money. So some of the things you may look at and go, you know what, I'm not going to use it. And so it's not worth spending money on it. Yeah, that's the thing. You really need to know how you're going to use your kitchen um, and not just be entranced by what you're seeing in the magazines or on Pinterest. You know, if, if you don't really need a pot filler because you're not making pasta for 10 a lot, then, you know, don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, same thing with the cabinetry, which is our focus today. You know, really hone in on what your needs are and then get the best you can within your budget to fulfill those needs. Um, another thing that uh, uh, Anita was mentioning, all these different sort of gadgety type things that you can add. There's just like, they're just, if you work with a, a cabinetry person, I mean, there are just giant books of all these things. And they just look like sort of like, you know, they're the metal hinges and there's this and there's that and there's things for spices and all this. I got a little overwhelmed with all that. And again, I tried to really focus on, well, how do I use my kitchen? I'm not Mm -hmm. a real gadget person. I don't have a lot of things. I have like three pots. But one thing I do like to use, albeit not that frequently, but I do like to use it is my KitchenAid mixer, which Mm -hmm. weighs a ton. Yes. And there was not going to be any good place for me to keep it where I wouldn't have to be like, and then put it on my marble counter. And the big ones will not fit under the counter. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I had, there's actually a mechanism that lifts it. I mean, it's not electronic. You do it by hand, but you kind of release these two latches and it's not in a very wide cabinet. It's just sort of like a regular base cabinet, fairly narrow. And it sits on this little piece of wood and you just release the latches and it swings out and then locks into place. You're almost flush with the top of the counter. So easy to use. It sits right there while you use it and then boop. You just put it right back. I love it. Very nice. Yeah. And that was something I did take time to go through that book. And I thought, this is the one thing I, other than the soft clothes, this is the one thing I want. So that's really the only thing that I have. Well, the other thing I would also let you know is the standard distance from your countertop to the upper cabinets is about 18 inches. But in the higher end kitchens, it's going to be closer to 24 so that's something that you could just tell your cabinet maker, I want it up higher than 18 right. inches. So you're not stuck with that, even though that's kind of standard. Right. So I definitely, I went higher on mine and I highly recommend that. It just feels more open. 
I agree. And then your KitchenAid mixer might fit under there. It could fit. It could fit. But then you can put your little lamp like I love having in the oh, kitchen too. Oh, yes. All these yes. things. Mm-hmm. And then it does just look grander if your cabinets go all the way up. Um, so your, so your cabinet up to the ceiling party, right? Right. So if it goes, mm-hmm. so if it sits higher off the counter, right, then it has about an easier opportunity to go all the way up to the ceiling because mm-hmm. if you're going mm-hmm. from 18 inches all the way up, that's a really kind of awkward long distance. But if you're going from 24 inches up, that's, mm-hmm. that looks a little bit better. And then you put a nice crown on it. It depends on your, right, your, your ceiling height on right. what, what you're going to need to do there. Let's talk about glass cabinet. Um, fronts. Mm-hmm. You have some of that. I have a lot. Right. And I have to say, I would not do that again. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to the dark side. Of <laughs> well, I, because I collect dishes and I thought, oh, I want all these uh, glass front cabinets because then I can display all my dishes. But what happened was because there's so many glass doors, it ended up looking kind of confusing just having them jumbled in there. And I ended up going with just one white white dish or thing in mm-hmm. each mm-hmm cabinet then so it would look pretty so then you can't really use it to store just anything so i have like one white bowl or one white pitcher in each space in each window so to speak so it yeah you you have to so it is limiting yeah I think it's very, I mean, yours, it looks absolutely beautiful. And we all appreciate how, you know, you've shared your kitchen and on your blog and on Instagram and everyone's like, oh, it's so gorgeous. Everyone loves that photo of your kitchen. It's stunning. But I see what you're saying. Like, you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, I have all this cabinetry and I have one white pitcher in it. Great. But you have all (laughs) these very useful drawers that we just learned about and a secret cabinet. So you're okay. (laughs) But if you're in a, even a smaller kitchen and you really need the closed cabinetry, um, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe you can find a spot where you can do, I wouldn't just do one. I would sort of flank something like, so can mm-hmm. you flank, um, the stove like on either side? I had that in my mm-hmm. last house in, in San Marino. So the cabinets on either side of the stove, I had glass and I had it leaded and lit, um, and so I had sort of pretty things in there too, but I did have mm-hmm. stacks of dishes and whatnot. So they were useful, but that was kind of like, oh, that's the focal point of the kitchen now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then I had a big long run of just, you know, closed front wooden fronted cabinets, which, you know, housed everything else. So, you know, it is something to think about, but if you're going to go do it, I would suggest you definitely have some lighting in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't get, go with lighting because I like the wood, the wood shelves, mm-hmm. and the lighting doesn't go through. But if that's you're doing true. glass, then right. that's nice. But right. yeah, I mean, it really just kind of depends on whether you want that look or not. Right, I mean, it's just a different look. And another thing, the the kitchen in this uh, house, it's in the the mountain house. It's really you've been in there. It's mm-hmm. a small kitchen, mm-hmm. and right now it has cabinet cabinets. It's on, it's uh, it's kind of in a corner, so there's cabinets on both walls and I'm going to not do the cabinets on the walls where the sink and the and the window are. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do them on the side where the stove is. So it's going to be, you know, so, it, and that's a nice look too. If you have a big enough kitchen, you can afford to not do the upper cabinets. I think it's a pretty cool look. If you have fewer upper cabinets or, or none, I think it's a really nice look. But- I think that's a great look. And I think that is going to be a more sustainable look than the mm-hmm. open shelving because we've already seen yes. the open shelving sort of going away. Again, yes. like the like the glass front, lighted mm-hmm. or un- unlighted or unlit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can fi- figure in a little spot for open shelving, maybe you want to do some pretty vignetting and whatnot, and that's going to be just your display, go for it. But open shelving where you're going to have, you know, your McCormick spices and whatnot, like, eh. No, nobody oh, no. wants that. I mean, well, you have to be so careful. But and you think, okay, I have to have my pretty dishes here. But even that, I found I too many colors there didn't even oh. look good. So it's so that's why I just ended up going with the all white where it just looked very uniform. Right. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to do any glass cabinets. No, in that I kitchen. wouldn't. I mean, you have that. Mm-hmm. She has this amazing view, you guys. I mean, it was so stunning. I, don't I wouldn't I would do exactly what you're saying no uppers there you can mm-hmm. t- take in the view what do you need it all for yeah 
Yeah. So there you go. Okay. That is good. I think that we covered everything about the cabinets. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would highly recommend that you go to, like I said, just go to a home Lowe's or a Home Depot. Go to Ikea. If you have one, check that out. And then if you have some custom cabinetry makers in your area, go check those out. Get prices so you can see all your options. And then you can kind of decide what's really going to be best in your budget. Right. And then you can kind of look at your options and then add them and throw them out depending on what you can afford, what you're going to use. And uh, definitely, you know, still do your research, but hopefully this will make it feel much easier. I have one last thought about painting versus staining. So again, we Mm -hmm. discussed the staining, you know, there has to be good wood to be doing that. Um, So if you're painting, which I prefer anyway, I, painters always want to spray, right? So that's almost like that. It almost looks like it's been baked on look, uh, which is great. And it covers all the spots and it's, it gives it a very durable finish. And I mm-hmm. guess if you probably bought some cabinets already done, that's how the paint would be affixed to it. But if you have wooden cabinets that you have someone can paint, they're still going to want to spray it. What I suggest you do is say, great, spray it. You save some money doing that. It's faster. But I want your best painter to come back and then paint the last final top coat with a brush. Well, if you want that. I did not want – mine don't have the brush marks. Mine Mm -hmm. looks baked on. He was just really good. Right. uh, So it's really just kind of if you want that look or not. No, it's definitely a different look, right? Mm -hmm. And I like Mm -hmm. to see the brush strokes, Mm -hmm. and I think it goes with my house better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, you know, it is an option. You don't have to just go spray or brush. But spraying Mm -hmm. is definitely the way to go to really get those cabinets covered in the most Mm -hmm. durable paint finish possible. Well, and also I found it really, not all painters are the same. Well, that's true. I mean, so, you know, well, yeah, so I would definitely find if if you're getting a painter to come do it, just find someone who's good. Yeah, I think you're going to be much happier in the long run. Right. Get some recommendations. Probably they're going to get them already painted. Probably already going to come painted. So uh, we had a great email from uh, a, a new listener called um, named Camilla, and Camilla came, told us that she said a few things that just made me crack up, and I just loved this term that she used. She was talking about them stripping, sanding their kitchen cabinets, and you know what a joy that was to do that. But she called it a free model. <laughs> what? <laughs> free model instead of a remodel because they oh. did it themselves. Isn't that oh. cute? So I thought that was so cute. Camilla, I asked her, could I share that? Because I thought that is just so fun, a free model. I never even, all, all the years we've talked remodel, remodel, never dawned on me. Very model. clever. You and I will never have a free model. Uh, oh, well, that is. That <laughs> but is, we admire it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Um, I wish, but it's not going to happen. That is tough. Taking all the the finish off your cabinet. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you, Camilla. Yes. Good job. Yes, Camilla. Thanks for the free model term. I love it. I love it. Um, so Anita, do you have a crush for us today? I do. I found a show on Amazon Prime that combines tiny houses with House Hunters International. Did you ever watch House Hunters International? No. Well, they would hunt for houses in, uh, you know, all, all these other different countries. And, you so know, of like course. Second home people? Or what is that? Well. What were I, they looking for? Maybe it was a second. Yeah, a lot of them, they were second homes, I guess. Uh, in this episode, actually, it was people buying. It was just one house. But it was, they were buying a tiny house. Mm-hmm. And I am fascinated by tiny houses, Perhaps because I will never be able to live in a tiny house, but I find them just to be so interesting and intriguing. So they were either looking for a tiny house or a tiny apartment. And Mm -hmm. so they were looking in places where, as you can imagine, space is at a premium and prices are high. So these are in European cities, maybe like Paris. There were some in Italy, Mm -hmm. uh, some places in England uh, and even Australia. Um, One person bought a shepherd's wagon. Oh, wow. That didn't even have a bathroom, but they were just kind of using it as a kind of a spare room because they were lived with his parents, I think. Oh, wow. But so fascinating. I it, And they a lot of these had, it was just so interesting how they made 
use of such small space. So there are a lot of Murphy beds uh-huh. and a lot of these kitchens where there were doors or cabinet doors that would kind of close it up where it would kind of look like a wall, but oh. then you would open up and there would be the kitchen, but it wouldn't be you walk into the kitchen. It's just, right. that's the wall that is the kitchen. Oh, wow. It's kind of like when I put Peter in the closet with his office that time. <laughs> yes. You yes. Open it up I mean, and there's a the kitchen. Exactly. The kitchen would just kind of be one wall in the room. But then when you close these doors, they would be solid front doors and they would close in front of the stove and the refrigerator. Okay, well, I like this idea because I love I love using every square inch of wherever yeah. I live. Yeah, it's called. So you might, even though you might not be living in a tiny, 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 tiny house, you might get great ideas for using some of the space in your own home that you formerly thought was kind of useless or dead space. Yeah, Tiny House World is the name of the show. I love it. You have to say it like this, Tiny House World. <laughs> it's really cool. You should try it. Just okay. look at it. What's it You'll on? You'll enjoy it. I Say it again. What's it on? What channel? Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. What's okay. your crush? I'm writing it down. Okay. Well, please stop me with my crush because I have... I've decided it's my Christmas, my personal private Christmas tradition, and it's okay if I eat all of it myself. I love panettone. Do you oh, like panettone too? Oh, well, I'm, I'm not, the, you know, I'm it. off the gluten, so. Oh, know. it's so gluten. It's just a giant puffy dome yes, of gluten. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. I know. But did you like it? Formally, before you were gluten-free? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So if anyone doesn't know, um, it's panettone is an Italian sweetbread originally from Milan. It has a very interesting history I read about. Uh, but it's basically a very uh, light, puffy, high-rising bread uh, slash cake as flour, candied fruits, and raisins. It is not a fruit cake. I bought, I was buying one the other day and I actually So it's the Italian it. version because there's an English version, there's an kind American of, version, and they're all very different. Right, but they don't call it a fruit cake because, you know, fruit cake also has like a bad No, no, rap. no, but they don't, well, it's like the Christmas pudding too, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, they're all a little different. They're all a little different, yes. But this is tall and dome-shaped. And, and it's, it's and it's available a lot of places. Is there a special one that you're buying? No, there's I always try different ones. Um, I tend to really just like the ones that you can get in the grocery store. Um, I one mm-hmm. time bought one at a wonderful bakery when we lived on the Upper East Side of New York. And my mother-in-law mm-hmm. still talks about that one because she loved that one. But mm-hmm. to my mind, that one was too dry. Like it was probably too really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like the one you can get in the grocery store. So you can see them everywhere. I bought one the other day. It was you know, for business, it was for a blog post I was doing. So if anybody mm-hmm. looks at my last blog post, I have a picture of this panettone on this cake stand. I think I saw that. Yes. It looks delicious. And I seriously like was practically like ingesting it while I was taking the photos. It was so good. <laughs> so every morning with my, you know, 12 cups of tea, I let myself have one slice. And today I was a little surprised how little there was left of it. <laughs> Oh, and we're only halfway goodness. through the month. But it's very, um, if you can't find it where you are, I'd be surprised. But I, I will include a recipe that I found. I've never tried this recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're everywhere. It doesn't, but I think everywhere. I saw one at Trader Joe's too. Oh yeah, they have them at I've Trader seen them. Joe's. I've seen they them. They even have them at Marshall's, I think. Sometimes. Well, they're a hall. Exactly. I saw them there too. Yeah, it's don't, a holiday I don't think you thing. should get it at Marshall's. It might be from last year. <laughs> I know. It's a holiday thing. So you should yes, see them it's everywhere a Christmas right cake. now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dough rises. I didn't know this until I I researched it three times. It takes 20 hours. That's what makes mm. it so light and puffy. And okay. that's, I am not reading the back. And that's why I've just convinced myself it's so light and puffy. How many calories could there possibly be? Oh, so much none. air. So much air. No, but I think it's should. so yummy. But don't be turned <laughs> off by the fact that it has, like, it could be akin to a fruitcake because it really doesn't taste anything like a fruitcake. No, no, no. Well, and it doesn't have as much fruit in it. I don't think of it as having as much. It's not no, as it's, dense. No, it's not. It's dense. It's light and fluffy. Anyway, you know, by the time you listen to this, I will have probably eaten so that whole thing. what do you think of the, and I was looking at the Christmas puddings. I mean, what do you think of the the English Christmas puddings? Do you like those or no? Because those have a lot of fruit in them too. I I don't know that I've ever really even had, I love bread See, I haven't pudding. Had one. I don't think I've ever had a. It's not bread pudding. No, I, I, so I don't think I've ever had a Christmas pudding. Oh, okay, okay. But I like, st- I don't like. But really- it's kind of like a cake, you know, but it's steamed, I think. Yeah, it's steamed, right? Like a souffle mm-hmm. cake, steamed, heavy thing. I don't know. Not like a souffle. It looks Not like pretty a souffle. heavy. <laughs> okay, so I, we'll have to try that. Okay, I will, mm-hmm. I 
if I have the opportunity, I will try that. I haven't. Okay. Oh, you're going to, you're going to be, I'm going to, yes, I'm going to, mm-hmm. yes, do this for mm-hmm. the, for the sake of the show. Oh, you're so good. After I finish you're my so giving. Okay. Oh. So we have a question, which I thought was appropriate for today's, um, mm-hmm cabinet discussion. It's We're in the kitchen with it. Dana P. wrote in and asked us, what do we use to clean our countertops? Well, right now I have two things I'm using. I'm using the Aunt Fanny spray cleaner and I have the Trader Joe's multi-purpose natural cleaner that I use. And then I finish it off. <laughs> That's to clean it, but I finish it off with the beeswax polish in the yellow jar, which we need to link to again. So people, if they don't have it, you can get it because that gives the best shine ever. That's what I use. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. I really just use some, every once in a while I'll use an all-purpose cleaner, but on my marble, I have to make sure mm-hmm. that doesn't have any citrus in it. And a lot of oh, them right. have, you know, so if you're yes. buying a variety and you have- Do you use a cleaner first and then the wax or just the wax? Well- that's what I'm saying. You just go straight to the wax. No. Well, I'll wipe it down maybe sometimes just with water. If mm-hmm. I happen to have purchased a cleaner that has any sort of citrus in it, I'm a little worried about that with the marble uh, because you know it itches. It doesn't stain. Yes. Um, but then after it's it's wiped down or the crumbs are gone and all of that, then I do with the original, the OG beeswax that we love. Yes. Yes. And that stuff is I buy so it. Good. By the case. I do too. I just bought a case of it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Use it on everything. I'm going to start using it on my face. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> no, we use the Aragon oil. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that runs out if, in a pinch. <laughs> DTT favorites. Yeah, exactly. We, we should probably make a list of those. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody. Today was super fun and we're still in the throes of Christmas and the holidays. So we hope you're enjoying and you're not stressing and you've listened to Christmas light and, um, you know, you've, you're, wrapping your packages merrily and you're not feeling overwhelmed. If you are, listen to Christmas Light and do what we do. Just buy some greens and stick them around your house and and be a happy camper. So thanks for joining us today. And remember, as always, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.